We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Okay, we are live. Welcome to the RG DFS Tournament Takes Podcast. Uh, I am your host, Chris Kirkwood, screen name Kirk Bees, here with my boy. We can add a new title. I mean, I've always used to say he's a esports savant, million dollar winner, um, a preseason NFL savant, and now we get to add UFC uh, savant after a nice bink last week. He's uh, back on the show with us, so lucky to have him. So should we talk MMA this week, my man? Dude, if if, we, if if it wasn't an off week, we would definitely talk UFC because uh, we've had some some more success there lately. But uh, yeah, I guess I'm a modern renaissance man. You can yeah, say. that's that's Brian Jester, Brian Jester FF uh, on Twitter. Uh, Court Jester's is the the screen name that you may have seen at the top of the MMA solo shipper. So congratulations to you. I'm glad that you got a bank, even if it wasn't in NFL. So thank you, sir. We we are back for NFL Week 12. Um, how'd you do uh, last week, Week 11? Uh, not great. Not that great overall. Uh, heavy exposure in that Kansas City Dallas game. Heavy exposure in the Raiders Bengals game. Uh, had zero Jonathan Taylor across roughly one million lineups on all sites. So, uh, pretty tough to win that way. <laughs> yeah, I had a little of. I had like I had more. I'd like double the field in in the baller, but uh, still didn't have any good like real sweats with them. I think I did okay. I made I made some money, but like I I. Again, I with the same thing. Like I thought I was going to lo- win a lot more than I did. Um, I basically, it was uh, Devonte uh, Adams. That was the decision. So I had him, um, and uh, yeah, everyone else. I don't even. Oh, I had yeah. I had the worst quarterbacks. Like everyone else, we was talking. I had Mahomes, who just did nothing. I had Tyreek. Um, rough slate. But, uh, yeah, it was weird. So speaking of rough slates, <laughs> good transition. Yes, this first actually this is the the RD tournament takes podcast sponsored by Yahoo. Let me do a little uh, house cleaning here. But if you know, we say this every week. But if you're not playing at Yahoo, we don't know what you're doing. Um, it's been the place to play this season. Everybody's coming over. There's lower rake overlay or the things that 
brought me to Yahoo that I always talk about. Um, and uh, they have just been pumping a ton of money into their big contest, their million dollar baller, which I believe is 20 bucks again this week. Is it? Yep. Um, yep. And is it the same old, uh, 200k Same, overlay yep 200k overlay um and they they just had a great thanksgiving contest yesterday for a single entry that was a, a million dollar contest that was just it was a buck to enter right yeah and uh, and, uh yeah 900 grand of uh of overlay which is just insane um so i mean they're they want players so and people are responding they're coming i'm recognizing a lot of screen names from over from gk FanDuel, who are, who are jumping in now so I welcome it. The more, the merrier. Um, but they also do the single game this year, which has been great. Single game NFL slates. Nobody plays off of the optimal. So just get in there, be a little bit different, make some money. Um, and they do those every Monday, Thursday, Sunday night. And uh, they do have a new live final this season, which um, you kind of, kind of, kind of win one of their big events or big tournaments for, but, and I haven't yet, but uh, hoping to do that before this season, but who knows, but they have it. And uh, if you're, if you're just signing up and you're on an account, use uh, promo code grinders 25 for a free $25 bonus on your first deposit. Again, that's grinders 25. All right. Uh, so, uh, which that killed my uh, transition, but um, we were talking how this, this slate is just, this is the most uncomfortable I've ever felt going through a slate. I literally don't like, like every, any plays it's, it's crazy. Yeah. Like, and I'm, I'm sure that you'll, you'll probably feel the same. Um, we've got uh 10 gamer, right? Is that correct? 10 gamer. Yep. yep. Um, one game with a 50 point total and that's the bucks Colts. Um, and we're dealing with some high pricing in that game. Brady is priced up really high. Jonathan Taylor is priced up really high. Um, then from there, we have three games that are kind of the high high 40s. we got the Vikings at 49ers and a, with a 49-point total. We've got the Chargers at Broncos with a 48-point total. We have the Rams at Packers, which is a 47-point total. Um, other than that, uh, looking at team totals, I mean, it's just, there's just not a lot. The, tw- the bucks come in with the highest team total at 28, uh, right behind them is a little, a little bit lower is 26.25 for the 49ers. Pats are just a little bit over 25. The chargers are just a little over 25 and then there's just a bunch lower and lower. So this is, you know, it's kind of gross, like all around from a matchup perspective with all the plays. So um what we're going to do like we always do is uh we're going to go qb uh talk about our top values our main preferred plays we're going to head over to wide receiver for the same running backs and close it out with tight ends then we'll we'll hit some stacks at the end and uh yeah so uh overall slate uh feelings do you feel the same way i do at this point like it just feels really uncomfortable very, very uncomfortable. Really gross. A lot of the values at every position that we're going to talk about, uh, you have to try not to throw up as you say the name. So, yeah, it's one of those weeks. And, uh, you know, we've had a lot of these weeks where we said, oh, we really like these weeks or we find a lot of good plays this week and we don't do that well. So maybe this will be the week that we bust out with huge wins on a slate that nobody likes. I mean, my pro- I'm just going to have a CSV error or something wrong <laughs> within the last 10 minutes like I do every single week. Um <laughs> It's crazy, um, man. So, uh, yeah. Um, so I checked out 
uh, the Blitz, like I always do for the, the most plays. They've got the Eagles and Giants as the most plays. Atlanta and Jacksonville right behind them. Houston, New York Jets. And then uh, the fourth game was Tampa Bay Indy, um, which is kind of interesting because when I always cross-check it with uh, the Brandon um, Thorne article on uh, Establish the Run, um, is up in Pace article, and uh, he is not on the same page with the most plays. So interestingly enough, like that game that I said that um, the Blitz has Eagles-Giants, he has that under a slow-paced slog type of mm. game he's talking about. So basically what he's saying in that game is that um, the the Giants are, are awful against the run. Philly is always trying to limit the amount of passing they're doing because they don't you know, feel comfortable in their passing game, and he expects to see a lot of carries, whether it be – from uh, Jalen Hurts or also my, you know, their, their running game with Miles Sanders and whatnot. So that I just find that interesting. Um, and then uh, from there, he did like the Bucks Colts. Um, he did like the Chargers Broncos as up and pace spots. So that's all I got there, but um, let's uh, let's start it off at QB and, and talk about our top values. Uh, I wrote down for the value. I mean, it's, the first thing I said when I saw this, the slate and I started running the the projections and looking around what what's going to be chalk is like, wow, this is really going to be a Tyrod Taylor chalk week. <laughs> right. And then Dude, 20 and bucks. Then, and then the blitz optimal quarterback was Teddy Bridgewater. So I'm like, okay, so wow, this is going to be a Tyrod Taylor and Teddy Bridgewater chalk week. Um, so Tyrod, I can get behind, right? Because it's the Jets, and I have said it every every single week. I would play Head Chopper versus the Jets if he was available on this slate, and um, I will play anyone. The Jets are thirty second in DVOA versus the pass, um, so this is just a juicy matchup from a passing standpoint. Um, Tyrod uh, did have six rushing attempts last week, but more importantly, he had two rushing touchdowns. Um, and the Jets, I did look up; they do allow the fewest quarterback rushing yards allowed. Um, so that tempered my expectations just a little bit, but I think that's just more of a function on that teams are just, it's just so easy for them to hand off to the running back or, um, you know, light them up in the past game. So I wouldn't really worry about that. I think we can expect Tyra Taylor to, to break off some runs and potentially have a little touchdown equity with him on the ground. Um, Teddy Bridgewater looks tough. So that's the game that, that, um, they like for up and pace, the chargers, um, basically, uh, have averaged the most combined plays, uh, this season and, um, the second most total points chargers games. So, um, they are facing Denver, who's a much slower team, but the idea there is that, uh, the chargers will dictate the pace in this one. Um, the, the, the chargers are, uh, much better. I mean, the, the yeah, much better against the run. No, much worse against the run than against the pass. So they're good against the pass. Terrible against the run is what I was trying to say. And uh, Teddy Bridgewater at twenty three bucks. I guess I can get behind it. Um, you know, Big Ben did just hang two hundred seventy three passing yards plus three TDs against this uh, same defense. So, but I don't feel confident. I don't really think that I'll end up going here. I just wrote it down because I was struggling for value. The other two honorable mentions I wrote were Tua at $22 and uh, Carson Wentz at 26. But again, the only one I really think that I'll end up on 
here. I mean, I'll, I'll have shares for the baller and all of them, but from a main lineup perspective, Tyrod would probably be the only one in consideration, and I don't feel good about that. What do you got? Yeah, I was going to ask you, would you even actually consider him for your main lineup? Because those are the main guys that I had written down. I wrote down Tyrod as the best value. Uh, Bridgewater to uh, Zach Wilson. If I mean, it's yeah, we're considering I, the Jets. I left. I, I I left out. I couldn't even write down that name. I just <laughs> skipped. It. I, I saw it and I skipped it. That's fair. That's totally fair. So you have these guys as values, right? They're technically values from a projection standpoint. But to me, the range that I'm in, that I'm being drawn to is this like twenty-seven to thirty-dollar range, twenty-seven to thirty-two, because you have guys like Justin Herbert. You have guys like Cam Newton, Matthew Stafford, Aaron Rodgers, assuming he's good to go with his toe injury. So I think that's the group I would try to get around for my main lineup if I can make it work. And I think there's enough value that we can. Yeah, so that's the, the range. I like. So for my main preferred plays, I wrote down my number one would probably be Justin Herbert at the moment for, for $32. Um, he's easy to fit. You can make that work pretty easily. Um, had Coming off of a big game against what should be a somewhat of tough of a defense yes they've been uh, in they're a little more injured recently in weeks but Pitt is still a decent defense um but 382 passing yards plus three tds nine rushing attempts for 90 yards um so this the, the he kind of looks like the guy but denver defense is still pretty good yes they've they, they lost some guys um but it does scare me a little bit, but really we don't have much else to work with. Um, I did read something. This is not my own whatsoever, but I did read something about how Herbert really struggles with cover one defenses. This is getting too nitpicky, and the, but the Broncos do play the most cover one. So someone that I respect was like, he, he's full fading Herbert this week, but um, I'm not really worried about that. I think that, you know, I think this defense will continue to get a little bit worse and worse as this, you know, the season, you know, as people are banged up more and more each week of the season. And I think uh, the Chargers offense is clicking and they just have so many good weapons that we can pair. They have Austin Eckler, they have Keenan Allen, they have Mike Williams. So I can get behind that. Um, Jalen Hurts, you didn't mention, I don't think, but he, cause he was a little bit higher at 35. So, I mean, I want to like Hurts, right. Cause he's, when he's played, finished a game, there was that one game where he didn't finish because it was a, they absolutely got blown out. But when in games that he's finished, he's been a top top twelve fantasy QB. Um, you know he does bring the the rushing upside. Um, the 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 Giants are thirtieth in DVOA versus the run. Um, they've been decent against the pass, but um, Giants also allow the seventh fewest QB rushing yards. But again, I don't. I'm not counting that because it's just it's just a function of who they played. Um, they haven't played any good rushing quarterbacks, and you know opponent running backs have killed them. Um, so that's that's a little that sounds really good for Hertz's rushing upside, I think. But it also is a little bit scary because um, the Eagles are certainly trying to run run more uh, these last few weeks. They um, had 32 rushing attempts in their game last week, and then they had. 18 rushes by Hertz. So we're looking at 50, you know, so that's not 50 rushing attempts. So that's not very uh, conducive to the pass. So we, we have to get there on his legs is basically what I'm saying. And I think he can, and uh, you know, certainly in this matchup, but there, there, it is a little scary. Uh, other than that, from there, um, I, I 
share your sentiment with the the 27 to 32 dollar range because uh aaron Rodgers kind of sticks out at 27 i played him last week in gpp and uh i was rewarded for that um but and then at the very super high end it's like you can do it you can fit them so you know tom brady should be in consideration but that like pricing kind of pulls him out but i am considering him matt stafford on the other side of that aaron Rodgers game um hasn't been great uh, the rams offense hasn't been great lately but um you know could get it done other than that i got one last play i wrote down which would be matt ryan at, at 23. you're a braver man than i am if you're if you can uh i guess just, just don't watch the game that's that's the key if you're playing a matt ryan or any atlanta falcon do not watch the game if you want to keep keep your health um yeah i like all those guys you mentioned hurts the, the crazy thing about hurts is is if you look at like expected touchdowns on the ground it's all running backs in the top 10. And then Hertz is like fourth or fifth and expected rushing touchdowns because they literally, they're using them around the goal line. So the, the rushing production is sustainable. So I think even if you if you do have to pay a little bit more, um, I think he does have a safer floor. And yeah, I, I have Brady as the top tournament option because one, all the stacking options, the high total game, and the price makes him a little more high risk for your main lineup. But uh, I think as if we, you know, we all agree that the 27 to $32 range is probably where you want to end up with your main quarterback this week. Yeah, if not Tyrod down on the on the bottom. Um, yeah, the reason for Matt Ryan. So it's just the Jags, right? Like it's that's the only reason I, I mention them. And like I, I gotta think that they're gonna figure something out at some point and be able to get do something in the passing game. <laughs> and so this is the this is the defense to do it against um, the the Jags, who just got uh, walloped by the the Forty Niners last week. Um, they are thirty first in DVOA versus the pass. Um, They've given up uh, a lot of fantasy points to opposing wide receivers. So, um, and also tight ends. So like Kyle Pitts is going to be extremely chalky this week because we, you know, he's probably the best option at tight end. We'll get to that in a bit, but uh, Matt Ryan pairs well with him. Um, It's again, it's, it's more of a function of like every play feels uncomfortable to me. So that's, I just, that's it. So I don't know how much more time we have to waste on any of these. Like, <laughs> let's move on. Yeah, we gave a good pool there. So um, let's uh, let's move it over to wide receiver. All right. So this this is a function of also why Tyrod is going to be extremely popular. The the top value certainly um, and probably the main preferred play as well would be Brandon Cooks at thirteen. Um, this is a function of playing the Jets. This is also a function of the fact that he's $13, which is cheap. Um, this is also a function of that the Texans don't have much for a ground game. Um, just cut uh, Philip Lindsay. Um, not that Philip Lindsay was doing anything, but their 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 ground game has just been terrible in general. Um, they Cooks did have a bad game last week. Um, which you know was an anomaly type of game where their their defense was was extremely well and the Houston had an easy win which we haven't been able to say much um, if at all but um, you know he's fifth in target share percentage amongst all wide receivers he's 11th in target so you're getting a guy the number one clear number one wide receiver on the Texans with a somewhat competent quarterback now with Tyrod uh, against the New York Jets in that terrible defense um so i think we'll both agree on him um other guys i wrote down and i wrote down Cortland sutton for 10 bucks just because he's extremely min priced and he's if he's not wide receiver one he's wide receiver two but they just gave him the big contract 
Um, they show that they're committed to this guy. Um, and, you know, 17 targets over the last two games. He's 10 bucks. Um, Jerry Judy is probably the, you know, maybe a, a safer option, at least from from production wise. Or is, is it Judy who had 17 targets over the last two games? Maybe I wrote that down wrong. No, I think that's right. Yeah, Sutton, Sutton's the one that's been under-targeted recently, which was kind of surprising with the, the contract situation. But, yeah, like you said, $10, you're betting on talent there, right? Yes, Judy's target. Sorry, I mixed mixed that up. Judy had 17 targets over the last two games. Um, yeah, but but Court, like, I'm, I'm, that's just a thing where they, they committed to this guy, and it's his talent level, and he's min-priced. So it's, it's hard to say anything bad about a guy like that at min-price. Also wrote down Kenny Galladay, which is really uncomfortable play. He hasn't done much or anything at all, but you know Tony is and Shepard are both out, so it's Shepard. We has been out, but now they they lose Tony for this week. So, I mean, it, it's him and Slayton, right? So like they in the passing game, and you know Galladay, we do know the talent level. Uh, Dan, uh, quarterback play has been bad by Janie Jones recently. Um, the Giants have been bad, but you know they do have Saquon getting healthier each week, and uh, you know so he he played last week, but he'll be back this week. So there's just there's more threats around the offense. So like maybe Galladay can can run off a big a big game in this one, um, and Jalen Waddle rounds out my list here from the cheap guys because it's a tough matchup first of all, but you know he's sixth in targets and fifth in receptions on the year amongst wide receivers. So you're getting a bargain with this guy, but you're just not on a really high powered offense. So I don't know. What do you got? Uh, I, I like Waddle too. And I keep finding bits and pieces of, of that Carolina game, Carolina versus Miami game in my allocations. And every time I look, the totals dropping even further. I think it's down to 41 now. So it feels uncomfortable, but they're, is enough concentrated opportunity in that game that even if both teams only combine for 40 points, you can still get the fantasy production to even win tournaments uh, as long as the 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 production goes where we expect it to go. So I, I like Waddle for his price for sure. Cook, Sutton, those guys are the easy values. Another one I like near the bottom is LaVisca, who's $12 and Urban Myers and some coach speak this week talking about getting him more involved. Jamal Agnew is out for the year and he was taking a ton of snaps and targets away in this offense. And now we get LaVisca at $12 and some, and some, some narrative around it. I really like him at his price. Um, we briefly mentioned all of the Tennessee injuries. AJ Brown is out this week. Julio Jones remains out. So we have a plethora of guys if we think they can do anything. So Nick Westbrook, Akina at, uh, I don't what 10 or $12 Chester Rogers. I prefer Westbrook Aquina. He's been the most productive when given the opportunities. And then you also have guys who are, you know, secondary options and their offenses that are pretty cheap, like Tyler Boyd, uh, Van Jefferson. So those are guys I would look to, but again, I think, uh, we're back to this week, Chris, where we see a decent amount of plays that are underpriced in that, you know, 18 to $24 range. The problem is, so the thing is, is that Brandon Cooks is chalk. That's the, it's the only problem there. Because like when I look at like Tennessee guys, I'm like, okay, they're coming to New England. New England defense has been playing great. And these guys are not really top commodities here, right? So we're talking about Nikhil Westbrook, like you said, Chester Rogers, Des Fitzpatrick, who is, I didn't even know who he is. Real Hall um, of Famers. And uh, he, he did have a touchdown last week, you know, and, and, uh, I mean, I don't know. You normally it's always, oh, Belichick's going to take away their number one option. I have no idea what <laughs> what even that number one option would be this week. And so then I'm like, okay, and I can 
I can compare that to Brandon Cooks, who's up there and targets target share and is playing the Jets. And, uh, right. and it just it just feels so much better. But, you know, from GPPs, we got to try to get some leverage somewhere and get off of the chalk probably. Um, so I guess those guys, yeah, we should consider them. But I, I just it's going to be tough for me to uh, main line. It's tough to get away from him, I think, yeah. at that price. He's, he's just too he's too 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 underpriced. Right. I mean, we've seen him at 17 or 20 dollars most of the year. Now he's down at 13. It's just way too in the best matchup. It's way too cheap. All right, and then we've got some top guys, right? For like the main preferred plays, we've got we've got uh, Devonte Adams uh, at thirty-one, which is reasonable for him, um, coming off of a massive game last week, which helped me out certainly. Um, the problem is, is they're playing the Rams. Also, the problem is, is the offense has been it's slow, right? And like their games have been, you know, defensive battles for the most part, um, except you know they they did kind of go off in the in the second half. And, you know, that game did turn into a shootout in Minnesota, but the, the memory of the, the Seattle game that was 17 to zero is fresh in my mind. Um, but, you know, Ad, I mean, we don't have to say much about Adams, but, you, you know, the numbers are still there for him this season as well, which has been even somewhat of a down season. He's still fourth in targets, fourth in receptions, third in, in, uh, in yards, seventh in air yards. Um first and target share. So it's like, he's just like the clear, a uh, clear number one out of all wide receivers. He just hasn't had the touchdowns, but he came on with two touchdowns last week, which is what we were used to every week from him last season. Um, from there, we've got Keenan Allen who pay, players well with uh, Justin Herbert. Um, basically he's averaged 12 targets and 98 yards each game over the last four games. It's just, it's every week it's, it's, you know, pepper Keenan Allen, and uh, he gets a good matchup with a struggling Kyle Fuller in the slot um, this week. So I can, you know, certainly like like Keenan for my main lineup, um, you know, especially if I pair if I play Herbert, then uh, I'm going to want I'm going to place a priority on having Keenan Allen. Um, there's also Cooper Cup back in our lives. Right. They're coming off of a bye. Is that correct? Yep. Yeah, and so a little bit healthier, you know, they should have uh, a little extra time to figure stuff out with their offense. And what is their offense? Well, it's clearly Cooper Cup. Um, this dude has balled all season long, um, nine plus targets in every single game, number one in receptions, number one in receiving yards, number one in tight ends. So sorry, I did say Devontae Adams, number one. I mean, touchdowns. Why did I say tight ends? <laughs> I was going to let you correct yourself. I wasn't going to point it out. But. And the, I'm, it took me, it was like a 30 second delay before I even realized it. So that's something's going on in my brain. It's Thanksgiving. Um, yeah, definitely. Turkey hangover. Um, so Cooper caught, but he's 36 bucks in, you know, what is a tough matchup. I mean, Green Bay's defense has been pretty legit. You know, they've, they've definitely, one that we didn't, weren't so sure about in the beginning of the year has certainly, you know, exceeded our expectations, right? Is that fair to say? I would say so. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. And then there's, there's, there's massive other guys here. So there's, there's, and, and like I said, no, none of these guys are in top, top matchup. Keenan Allen has a good individual matchup against a tough defense. Devonte Adams. Um, we're hoping he doesn't get shadowed by Ramsey. Um, they haven't, you know, used Ramsey as a full shadow guy. They did use him a lot on him last year, but it wasn't a full shadow, but you know, they're going to probably game plan to have, more Ramsey on him than you know they typically do on anybody, even if they don't shadow. 
Cooper Cup is, you know, facing a tough uh, Green Bay D. Then there's guys like Debo Samuel. Thirty-six bucks is a little high, but like he's he's earned an increase. I mean, he's he's been, you know, just a, a threat from every angle. Whether they're designing running plays and he's vulturing running back touchdowns, or you know, he's he's their clear number one guy. There's Justin Jefferson who's just a beast, right? Like, it's like every week he goes off and we're like, why don't I have enough as much? Jefferson He's always 5%, I, right? And it's like, I thought I had much more than him. Why didn't I realize that? You know, and it's um, Chris Godwin pairs with Brady, 28 bucks. Uh, one that um, also stands out, Deontay Johnson, $23. Um, and that's just because he, you know, clear favorite for, for Big Ben and a guy who loves to pass as much as he can though he is not very good at it. Um, yeah, that's what I got. What do you got? Yeah, so so Keenan and Deontay were the two guys to me that were in that range that really stood out. Uh, I like Michael Pittman as well. If you're getting a little game stack action there, his, his target volume has been great. Uh, a little bit cheaper, DJ Moore, Devonta Smith, if you're going the Hurts route. Um, but I think probably two guys from that range and one value with that value probably being cooks i think is the way to play it this week maybe you go one stud one mid-range one cheap guy um for tournaments one guy we haven't mentioned is jamar chase who i think you have to have exposure to every week and his price in the matchup or the, at least the, the the game total i think will put people off of him some and if he's going to be you know less than five percent then i'm definitely going to play him yeah, he's he's cooled off a bit recently, and that there, you know, Burrow hasn't been that great recently either. Um, but uh, we've seen, we know what the ceiling is. I mean, he just was an absolute smash for like the first seven weeks of the season. Um, so yeah, I can get behind that. Yeah, that's interesting, DJ Moore. I I forgot I did write him down at the, at the bottom, you know, and that was more of a man. It takes it's hard for me to trust Cam, but like he does seem rejuvenated and you know like feeding off of the momentum of being back in carolina um you know offense is creative too they're running a lot of creative plays with him too which is, is nice to see and he hit dj more for you know dj's his guy he hit him for a touchdown but um you know he's also pep it, it, the offense looks looks better with him at the helm he has, he has options with mccaffrey back you know he's peppering him in the game so i think that's the real issue too so like whether the main build, like you said, whether it's going to be like the one cheap guy, one kind of a mid-range and one of the high-end studs, or are we going to end up um, potentially uh, going like with a, a McCaffrey for $40 at running back, which we'll get to in a minute. Um, yeah, um, I don't have anyone else. Maybe like Brandon Ayuk is coming along you know, and yeah. certainly a, a big part of the offense. Um, probably want a run back in the the jets houston game so Corey davis is is uh getting healthier um frame, frame frame that moment in history you just said we probably want a run back in the jets in houston game I, it's like basically it's me saying i really don't want a run back on from the jets but we probably should run it back with somebody um and uh i mean maybe Corey davis is who else who else is crowder in play elijah moore has been hot they got oh, some yeah, cheap they got some cheap running backs now too that we will probably talk about yeah so let's just move it over to running backs um that's our qb pool at this point i mean wider uh, my brain is mush wide receiver <laughs> pool uh i am sorry um running backs uh you know what it is it's just all this stink of all these plays that i had to write down um 
and I've played this guy last two weeks. I've watched every carry on this guy like intensely. It's he's okay. He's like he's okay. His offensive line is terrible. You know what I'm speaking of? I assume you're talking about Miles Gaskin. Miles Gaskin. There it is. $14 again, 75% of the snaps. Like I said, bad offensive line, tough matchup with Carolina. Um, but they are 20 from a defense overall. It's a tough matchup, but they are 20th in DVOA versus the run. Um, the problem is they allow the fewest receptions and fewest receiving yards to opposing running backs, which is not great. I mean, we want receptions to miles Gaskin that he's been getting them. Um, the pro, you know, the thing is, is he hasn't been very efficient or productive with them, but you know, we take those little half points at a time yep. uh, because, and screech out a 17 point fantasy game like we did last week. And what was it? Cupcake matchup against the jets, yep. but so it's a tougher matchup. So I'm lowering my expectations and, you know, but his price is only $14. And it makes sense. They did sign Philip Lindsay off waivers. I have no idea if he'll even get involved or what they'll do or if, if he'll even be ready this week, but I don't know. But I got him down there. Um, Miles Sanders is kind of like the leap of faith play for me this week. Um, as a as a value, we, you know, it makes sense for them to be extremely run heavy, whether it's with the quarterback themselves or Miles Sanders, because uh, New York Giants are 30th in DVOA versus a run. Um, he did have 16 carries last week. Jordan Howard got injured, which is a blessing for Miles Sanders, right? So, like, we don't have to worry about the vulturing the, the touchdowns. Like, we 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 still have to worry about it going to Hurts if we play Miles Sanders. But that's certainly um, if if uh, if Hurts doesn't, you know, score on the ground, it's probably Miles Sanders that's going to get it, and. Uh, I'll take that in this matchup. So I definitely like him. We do have some of these cheap Jets guys. I don't know. Or is Tevin Coleman your preferred one? Because they gave him the carries in the fourth quarter uh, once Carter went down. Or um, do you like the talent of uh, Johnson better? Johnson's a he's a he's a he's a terp. So I got to I got to side with him whenever given the chance. And there's not many uh, this guys or this guys. I'm going to take Ty Johnson as but I think, you know, Ty Johnson, 14 bucks being using the passing game a lot more has looked better. Just it looks more spry. So I think Johnson's my preferred guy there. Uh, but again, 14 bucks and 10 bucks. I think exposure to both is warranted. It's so gross. Right. So you got those guys. Um, you mentioned Gaskin. I like. Uh, you mentioned Miles Sanders, who I'm ready to take the leap of faith on. The last time I was ready to take that leap of faith was that Oakland game, and he destroyed his ankle like three minutes into the game. But again, Jordan Howard being out is such a big difference maker here. We were hey, taking he the was, he was Millie Maker winner team last week on DraftKings. Miles Sanders, <laughs> yes, him and his eight points in addition. Yeah, to yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, yeah, it was really a difference maker last week. But here's the difference, right? We were taking a leap of faith against Oakland. Uh, or against the Raiders when they were saying they wanted to run the ball more. But now the fact, I mean, you mentioned at the top of the show with the pace that they truly are running the ball a ton and they're committed to it. So if that's the case with one less guy in the picture with Howard, I think Sanders is a great play. Um, I guess the, the other guys down here are, are Dontrell Hilliard for, for Tennessee because Adrian Peterson was cut. Jeremy McNichols is still out. Hilliard was using the passing game a ton. And if this game script holds as we think it's going to hold, he should be in there more than down to Foreman. And then, uh, that Jets Houston game on the other side, you said Lindsay's gone. Um, they do have another running back on the practice squad that might call up. So Rex Burkhead, David Johnson, but I, I don't know, man. 
Yeah, I, so I can get behind Rex Burkhead because I can't. David Johnson just looks so washed, but like, and like they they won't even target him like enough. It's like I don't know what they're right. going to. But they gave Rex Burkhead 18 carries yeah. last week. Form, he's one of my former guys, my Pat's boys that I would play him on sneaky weeks and have some success with. Um, but uh, I mean, they gave him 18 carries. That's the only positive thing I can say about him. Um, I mean, 18 carries yeah. at 14 bucks, right? It's hard to get volume at that that kind of volume at that price tag. So, in in a in a good matchup, right? Yep. So yeah, I can do that. I guess I wrote down, and it was kind of because he's kind of a value. And I, I wanted to hear your thoughts too. So I think he's going to be popular because he's projecting pretty well on uh, various sites, but Lenny Fournette, yes. uh, 19 bucks. So the thing I see is like, I watched the game last week. So I saw he only got 58% of the snaps, which isn't bad, but Ronald Jones total, you know, he, he took eight carries to, I think it was like his 10 carries. So it was more of a split than I would have liked. And, uh, Jones got he vultured uh, for some touchdowns, and um, it's also a tough matchup with Indy being second in DVOA versus the run. So I really don't want to play him at all, but I think he's going to be pretty popular. Yeah, that that was kind of weird, right? The split uh, just out of nowhere. Like Ronald Jones was basically glued to the bench all year, and then out of nowhere he gets he gets eight carries, and I I haven't seen a defense for it yet. But I guess the thing here, right? We have all these other guys that have warts and red flags and potential talent issues and split workloads for net, even a little bit of higher price at 19 bucks. We know in a floor game, he's going to get at, at this rate, 50% of the snaps probably. So I still feel pretty confident in that. Um, but again, if you're playing him, you're hoping for the, the, the full workload. You're not hoping for a split with Ronald Jones. So it makes it tough. Yeah. Cause then there's also passing, you know, and Lenny can be using the passing game too, but there's also Giovanni Bernard there. So yep. um, yeah, just, it just gets a little scary. Um, and then so you was, look, at the, look at that matchup and then you're yeah. like, so it should be a, a tougher matchup too, but yeah, I don't know. So, so, so who, are you, who are you trying to get into your main lineup then? Cause we, yeah, we, so I, so like this is the, we hate all of them. <laughs> yeah. So now exactly. That's the problem. And so then I, I wrote down in the main preferred play section. So I wrote down Dalvin cook mm-hmm. for 29. It's also a, a tough matchup but you know what you're getting with this guy and that's a massive workload. Right. And you're also getting a really talented running back. Um, it is, uh, in San Francisco. Um, San Francisco has been good against the run. Um, so it's, it's not a, not a, not a slam dunk, but someone I could certainly feel comfortable with. I could feel really comfortable if I didn't have the $40 price tag, uh, next to Christian McCaffrey. Um, cause, uh, Cam is peppering and uh, 17 targets in the last two games. But the really thing is, is that he had a 90% snap share last week. So he, it didn't, didn't give him increased production, you know, from the, the week before, you know, basically if you look at it, he had less carries this week, but um, then he, then he had the week before and less targets, but he did all that in way less snaps. Um, but so he was on the field and just didn't, you know, just wasn't utilized. I don't think it was um, by game plan or anything, but it was just, you know, Cam took over a little bit with the uh, touchdowns. He also, they, they hit DJ Moore, um, and uh, it just, you know, he, I, so there's plenty of more upside. So he, you know, he's now 21 fantasy points in each of the last two games, got the snap share back. 
Now we just need the massive workload for him and to rush some touchdowns, right? Yeah. That's what that's what we need. We need to get him in the end zone. So there, um, Cordero Patterson is back. Um, should be should be available for this game. That should help the overall Falcons lineup. It's a matchup with the Jags. Um, we were enamored with this guy for his uh, wide receiver production. You know, as a running back, you know, with you know getting wide receiver uh, usage. And so, um, and, you know, he may have fallen out of favor, you know, recently because of the injury and, and whatnot. But um, so I think he might get a little bit underplayed this week for where he should be against Jacksonville. And so he's somebody that I kind of have my eye on. Um, Daryl Henderson is another guy I have my high high on. Um, he's 22 bucks. Like we, we wanted to jam this guy in, you know, earlier in the season when he was anywhere priced around this level, um, he just, uh, you know, has been battled injury a little bit, but you know, the buy should, he should be nice and healthy for this game. And so, um, it's a, it's a, it's a tough matchup in, from like a DVOI perspective, but, uh, they have allowed the, uh, they're 24th in DVP for fantasy points allowed. So they've certainly given up production on the round. Henderson is a guy that I bet you will get going this week. So, there and then like maybe you could take a leap of faith with Saquon um but it's scary yeah I was gonna ask you about Saquon but yeah 24 bucks for the and he came back to a pretty decent workload uh, in his first game back he had enough time off so I think that's good I like the I like the Cordero call he's pretty cheap to me I keep coming back to the guys in the 27 to 31 dollar range right like Eckler Cook Joe Mixon Najee Harris who have guaranteed volume but you don't have to pay the premium of, of JT or McCaffrey and I don't know, just given how uncomfortable we feel with some of the other plays on the board, I don't know in the main lineup if I can get up to McCaffrey or Taylor. Obviously, would love to. Um, I think that's going to be the big decision point this week is whether or not we can pay up for one of those stud running backs and feel comfortable with the rest of our lineup. I don't know. A lot would have to change, I think, over the next couple of days. Yeah, Mixon's been a beast um, in the last three weeks. It took him a little while to get here, um, but he certainly has been good in this Pitt defense has been a lot worse than advertised because they haven't been really healthy. They're 17th in DVP to opposing running backs. They are just above uh, above average for um, DVOA versus the run. Actually, just a tad below. They're 16th in DVOA versus the run. Um, so I think the match, you know, I'm just like conditioned to like avoid Pitt, you know, mm-hmm. from the last couple of years. But uh I don't think that's the case anymore. So Mixon, I could certainly, I'm going to rein him down and get behind. Um, yeah. Eckler sh- is going to be popular this week. I, I didn't, I don't really know what I want to do. Cause I kind of want, I want to play Herbert and Keenan Allen is what I kind of decided that I wanted to do. So that would take me off of Eckler, but um, I think he's going to be popular. I mean, man, he went ballistic. I mean, he shattered that uh, showdown slate in the last yes. against pit against Pitt, you know, so, I mean, that should bode well for, for Mixon um, when we're looking at him as well in that same matchup on it back. But, you know, he had 11 rushing attempts. He had two rushing touchdowns. So he, I mean, he just ran really good. He, he, he he got four touchdowns in that game, which is just insane um, against that Pitt D the game kind of shot out was 41 to 37. So yeah, I probably need to, consider him a little bit stronger so yeah i don't know 
I, I don't feel good about it. I don't have a clear decision though about like what my lineup is going to be at this point. I'm hoping I get like some more clarity in the next next 24 hours and start feeling good about some of these plays. But this may be a slate where really like we should be able to do better because with tougher decisions, you would hope that you know our experience playing against a lot of like these same yes. players, you know, and been playing for a while that we should be able to capitalize on these decisions. But the field, the, field, the, the field's still going to gravitate towards the same plays, no matter how good the plays are or how thin the plays are, right? If they're the best plays, doesn't matter how relatively bad they are compared to other slates, the, the field's still going to gravitate towards those plays. We're still going to get those ownership leverage spots. It's just that this week, those ownership leverage spots are much more valuable. Yeah, and everybody's all grouped together. So you're going to see, you know, the, the optimizer is going to spit out a play like Lenny Fournette. And every, you know, he's going to have higher ownership than I think he should in this matchup and um, with the, the, the Ronald Jones situation and whatnot. And so we're going to probably be able to, you know, take some little bit, tiny bit thinner of plays, but get much more leverage on the field, you know, and like, usually I, I like, that's what I love to do, right? Like I always like to pick a spot in my main lineup, one or two spots where I feel really confident that I can beat these, like these people are overlooking this play and I feel really confident that I can beat, you know, all of these um, opti- optimal uh, players in these 10 man contests. Yep. I mean, that, that's, that's how I make a living. Um, <laughs> like, and so, but this, but this is going to be scary this week. So speaking of sc- tight end is actually, isn't so bad. Um, we don't have like the Kelsey or Waller who got injured yesterday. Um, but, uh, you know, we do have a screaming value in Dallas Goddard at 16, but we're, you know, that's where we've now hit it from every angle, pretty much whether, you know, Hertz, we like uh, Miles Sanders, but Goddard um, is a, is a top two offensive, you know, passing game weapon. Um, he should have had two TDs last week, which he didn't. He had one where they should have called him uh, in because he kind of rode the back. Did you see that one where he uh, – Yes. He was down at like the, the half inch. Yeah, I thought he was in. He was in. If you, if you that, make a play that great, man, just give him the touchdown. That's how and they didn't, and they didn't even have, they didn't have, so they, they didn't like challenge it or anything because like they don't, they didn't have, they were going to just going to punch it in the next play anyway. But, right. but he was in. And then there was a, a PI, a pass interference call um, on uh, Devontae Smith um, on another touchdown yep. where, you know, which was just unnecessary. So he, he he ran really poorly last week, and he's he's still sixteen dollars, which is way too cheap. Um, the the Giants aren't that great against tight end. Nineteen DVP to opposing tight ends. The only problem is Eagles low passing volume, which we've mentioned several times. But target share is there with these since th- these these past four weeks without Ertz. Twenty nine point five percent target share. Um, 31% target rate per route run over the last four. And I mean, so those are just really good stats that you like to see for your, for your tight end. And uh, you know, he scores two touchdowns. He's up to $23 this week, 21 or $23 this week. And so we get him at 16 Um, kind of the gross play um, with uh, which I'm sure, I don't think you wrote down, but you can tell me if you did Um, Evan Ingram. Did not write him down. Please uh, yeah, tell him I knew. He, he's the gross play. So it's just the matchup is as juicy as it gets um, from a, a fantasy points allowed perspective. The, and if you watch the Eagles, I, I've got a friend who's like a Eagles stan and like constantly talking Eagles, Eagles, Eagles in Discord. But um, 
they they just get smashed by tight ends every single week. Now, Evan Ingram has let us down always in really ripe matchups, but you know, so he's just he's just kind of like my baller winner like this week like play. Yeah. Like I think I don't think he's going to be used much. He's overpriced for what he the production he's done for he's 17 bucks. We can play Goddard for 16, so like he's way overpriced. Um and uh but the matchup is ripe and like they don't have Tony and they're they're Jason Garrett is gone. Unfortunately, Freddie Kitchen, the other oh, moron, yeah. right? Like who was, oh, yeah. was, was so bad. Um is taking over. We don't know what, what he's gonna do, but uh you know, maybe they'll they'll get Ingram involved more in this juicy matchup. Um we do have three strong plays. Uh, on the higher end, Kyle Pitts, <coughs> excuse me. Um, we just hope that the Falcons um, can be a little more competent and they should be against the Jags. Jags 19th DVP to tight end. We've got George Kittle, right? TDs in each yes. of his last three games. There's definitely more room for increased usage. He's done this on low usage every week. Um, he's 24 bucks, but uh, and it's a tough matchup. Uh, Minnesota is allowed the fourth fewest fantasy points to opposing tight ends, but he's George Kittle. He's a beast. And then there's Gronk. What do you what do you, what do you got? Yeah, so those are, those are I mean all the guys you just listed are guys I'm looking at, right? Pitts, Goddard, and Kittle I think are the best options uh, for that range. Gronk I think is, and again he's he's back and he's playing a good amount. It seems like he's over his injury, so I, I'm cool with playing Gronk too. Uh, it's just kind of jarring always to see Gronk as. A twenty-two dollar tight end after uh, after what we've seen, but um, those guys are interesting. I think they're they're the clear plays. If you need a value play, Jared Cook is ten dollars. Not something you want to write home about, but he plays a good amount of snaps, and it's hard to find guys who play a ton at ten dollars at the tight end position on Yahoo. So uh, Jared Cook's another guy, um, and then a couple of tournament tight ends I like because I do think that, that if again Pitts, Goddard, Kittle, maybe Gronk are the guys you want for your main lineup. But I, I like Noah Fant a lot this week. And Pat Fryermuth, the rookie in Pittsburgh, who was playing a ton with Eric Ebron out. Ebron returned and was starting to play more and take some snaps away from Fryermuth. Now Ebron's out again. Uh, and the field may overlook it. And Fryermuth, 16 bucks, kind of in that no man's land. I think he's a great tournament play. That's interesting. I didn't even know Ebron was out again. Because um, in my head, I was like, I just looked past him. Because I was like, ah, Ebron's, you know, hurting him. But uh so that's good. So I can get behind that one. Um, yeah. Other than that, it's all it's all pretty gross stuff from there. Except like Mike Jacecki, potentially I mean, we can always play this guy. You know, he's certainly underperformed for for the opportunity, but he's out there running so many routes, and uh, we can play that. Um, who's the uh, the Green Bay backup guy who's who's now the, the number one tight end? Oh man, we got some good ones. We got Joshua. Joshua, uh nope, don't even know if I got his name right. Josh. Yeah. I Josiah, right? Hosiah, Josiah. Yeah, that's uh, right. Jagara. Yeah, jo- yeah, Josiah Jagara. There we go. JD. JD. <laughs> yeah, real real research is being done here on uh on the Green Bay tight end side. Yeah, he's uh what's his price on Yahoo this week? He's been priced. He he got right. thirty seven. He had he had a touchdown catch in the in the last one again. A tough matchup against uh, Minnesota, who's been good against tight ends. Two catches um, in four straight games. So you know, again, punt play for sure. All right, uh, 
let's uh, let's move it over to our favorite stacks and then uh, get out of here. Um, hit me off with your uh, your main preferred one, and then uh, get a little crazy with your second one. Okay, main preferred one for me. Uh, I will say. I mean, this is kind of a cop out, but I think it's Brady, Brady, Godwin, Gronk, Brady, Evans, Gronk. Uh, whether you're running back with JT and, and get value in there, or running back with Pittman, I think that's my my main preferred stack for tournaments. And then on the crazier side, again, I mentioned it in the in the quarterback section. I keep coming back to the Carolina and Miami game, and because of Cam's rushing ability, especially if you play his side, you only have to play one guy with him. You could even play Cam and McCaffrey together, running back with a Wilder or Gusecki. And again, even though that's a lower total, uh, that means we don't have to stack as much because these guys are a little bit cheaper, especially in the skill positions outside of McCaffrey. And the con- the volume is concentrated. So if we just get Cam scoring 20-plus points, McCaffrey getting his, and or one of the uh, receivers on either side getting there, you know, that could easily be a game stack that wins a tournament. And then you can pay up at all these other, other spots um, in these other games. Yeah, I can do that. Um, okay. I'll give, give uh, two main ones. Cause I kind of like, so Herbert to Keenan Allen is going to be my, my favorite. Um, run it back with, uh, with Jerry Judy or Noah fan to get a little different, like you said, uh, at the tight end position. I think just because his price is at 18, he'll be a little bit overlooked. Um, and then uh, I do like the Aaron – I think this will be popular, though. I do like the Aaron Rodgers to Devontae and then run it back with Cooper Cup and then you know try to fill in your lineup as best you can from there with a bunch of value because it's kind of tough. But it can easily be done uh, this week because if you just throw like Brandon Cooks in there – um, it just helps helps things out, or like Miles Gaskin at the running back position. So that's in play. But um, this one's not even gross. It's gross now, but it wouldn't have been considered gross like four weeks ago. Which is Matt Ryan to yep. I'll say a double stack to to Cordero and oh. Kyle Pitts because you you because you could you could get lucky with Cordero rushing you know production. Um, in there, but you also want them for the passing game and they don't really run, have much of a running game besides him. And so hopefully Matt Ryan can pass. Cause and this is just all about being the Jags, but I don't know who I would run it back with um, to, to, to be honest with, uh, I guess no, Marvin, LaVisca. LaVisca. Yeah, you, you, LaVisca you liked or Marvin Jones certainly c- could be the guy. Oh, God. Um, is James <laughs> Robinson healthy? Is he healthy? Yeah. yeah. He's been bumped and bruised for a while now in these last like four weeks. Um, so maybe, maybe him, you know, 27 bucks. If he's healthy is not that bad. I, James Robinson, I can get behind. Okay. All right. So that's it. So we got what a gross week, dude. We're talking about Houston and jet stacks, Jags and Falcon stacks. We're talking Panthers and dolphin stacks week 12 NFL. I use- you love it. I usually feel so good. Like after we like end our podcast, I have like a much clearer like vision of where I'm going to go, or at least the main decisions I need to make. Right. This week, I, I I have no clue what I'm going to end up on. <laughs> that like, means I didn't do my job. I try. I try, and uh, I don't feel any good. So maybe you didn't do your job either. But it's a, it's a it's a tough ass week, dude. Yeah, it's tough. All right. So hopefully, uh, you guys can make some money out there. Hopefully uh, you can ride your uh, momentum with uh, the UFC, make yes. you, you know, just put you in a better mood when you're creating lineups this week, make you think clearly 
you know, not doubt yourself. Like what happens when we're on, uh, when we're on, we're down swings. Very true. So UFC gives you that that little edge that you need, and that's so. Hopefully, you'll crush. I'll crush, and our listeners will crush. Yes. Uh, hit us up on Twitter if you have any questions. But this has been the RG DFS Tournament Takes Podcast for Week Twelve, and we'll be back next week for Week Thirteen. Thanks. <laughs>